0: Okay, hey guys, welcome back to the Echo Podcast. Um, I'm Rachel, Um, I'm currently a second year in my computer science degree.
1: Hi, I'm Ivan, I'm a first year computer science student. And in this episode, we're here with our amazing guests to dive deep into discovering the highs and lows of entering into the CSE field after graduating from a different degree. So just to begin this podcast, let's start off with some introductions, um, starting from Mark. Can you like introduce yourself to our listeners?
2: Yeah. So, hi guys, I'm Mark. Um, just a quick background. So I did my undergrad in mechanical engineering at UCED, Um and I've been in the postgrad um, course for the Masters of Information Technology for a year now. And I've got a year left to, to go, and so hopefully by the end of next year, I would have graduated
3: all right, so hi guys, my name's Addy. So I did my undergraduate degree in life sciences. And then afterwards, I did a master's research also in biological sciences. And then I did one year of PhD also in biology. I didn't finish the PhD, and now I am in the master's of information technology doing the bioinformatics stream. So like Mark, I'm also one year in and one year to go.
4: Hello, my name is Peter and I graduated with a Bachelor's in Construction Management and now I'm doing my first year in ComSci. Nice.
0: Um, I'm Rachel, um, so I graduated from my Pharmacy degree. I worked full-time for about two years and now I'm in my first year plus one term of my CS degree. Hey, okay.
1: Just to start us off um, this podcast, (laughs) um, what was your original plan with your first degree and like, how did you find that degree?
0: This is so cliche, but um, I didn't get into med. And so my parents were like, what was your backup plan? And I was like, I don't have a backup plan. Um, But so that's why they recommended do pharmacy. And I found it very um, like, I think I was really suited to the pharmacy study. Um, so that's why I didn't really have many issues with it. But then um, I wanted to do something extra. So after I became a pharmacist, I wanted to work and go into either epidemiology or international health or economics.
4: Yep, so my original plan was to get a internship as a cadet for a construction company. However, at the time I was working for a different company that's in an unrela- unrelated field, and I just realised Um, the industry wasn't for me and I decided to pursue ComSci instead
3: So I went into an undergrad in biology hoping to get into medicine after but while I was doing my um, undergrad I realised I really liked research which is why um, I I did my uh, master's by research and it's why I started a PhD Um, but while I was doing that I realised that that type of research specifically wasn't for me that environment um, with the wet lab experimental research wasn't what i wanted to be doing with the rest of my life so that's why i um, switched over
2: and for me yeah so i kind of went into mechanical engineering because uh, from high school i knew that i had i enjoyed maths and physics and so um, it kind of seemed like the most generic path to follow i didn't know exactly what i wanted to do and in fact, I originally started, I did one semester of medical science, but deferred it halfway through. Um, and then I went into aeronautical engineering and realized I don't even really like that. So I'll just stick with mechanical um, and did that, finished that, um, I did a thesis at the end of, in my last year. And because of the thesis, I realized that the project that I did involved a lot of coding, uh, Python programming. So I realized I kind of like coding and then made the decision to move into the masters. So now I'm here.
1: Okay, so moving on, um, what were you doing at the time um, when you were making the decision to transfer into CS? And like, why did you decide to leave your field?
0: So, um, when I made my decision, I was currently working as a pharmacist. But I guess, um, even when I was a pharmacy student, I couldn't really see myself staying in the profession long term. But it was a matter of like, I just didn't really know what to do. Um, I decided to leave my field when I officially became a registered pharmacist and I was working independently three months in and I was like yeah I was right this is really not for me and so um, that's when I kind of was just like exploring different things weighing up different options like I just happened to be on YouTube and I watched a video and it was like not everyone should code by polymatter you guys can check it out but like um, Basically, I watched the video and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, I need to get my hands on this. Um, I tried it out and, like, everything just made sense. It was like surreal and like I was so like connected to the screen, and that's when I just knew this is the field that I want to be in, and it just made sense for me to leave pharmacy and go into CS. I think I was just like starting to settle down into my career. And kind of like becoming an adult and looking forward to making like concrete plans or like, you know, becoming independent fully. But um, yeah, that's the kind of phase in life I was in.
4: So, what I was doing at the time, I uh, was a product technician. I basically fixed, assembled, and disassembled the machinery there at my job, which was a meat processing factory. And we provided meat to. Um, the cold supermarkets. Oh. So yeah, it was a good job, high paying. Um, it was also night shift, which I did not like. Never do mm. night shift, guys. Just like, <laughs> never do night shift it's...
0: Was it like um, night shift like the whole week?
4: It was all nights, oh, and then the rest is like my break. So I think I started at six, and then I finished at four. Mm. Um, and yeah, I just realised I was miserable. Um, I felt like it was like a dead end job. I think the only reason I stayed was it was a high paying job. And then I, yeah, the money allowed me to live like, and allowed me to do stuff that I wanted to basically. So I was kind of comfortable, but I hated my job at the time. And during the pandemic, I just like had enough. And I'm like, this is not what I want to do. I did not see myself doing this long term. So while I was learning how to code, I basically did a lot of research, made a pros and cons list, saying like, oh, um, what's the pros of this versus the cons and stuff like that. Um, Yeah, and then I just made a jump.
3: Um, So at the time I was a year into my PhD and I was already trying to learn programming with a group of like other biologists who are trying to learn programming for for their research. So we would all get together and um, like learn from this textbook and help each other with some of the the problems yeah so I was a year into my PhD and then the pandemic hit and then I realized that either I could wait another two three years finish my PhD and then try to study formally like full-time like these programming and CS concepts or I could stop now (laughs) in that two or three years, I would have been struggling through my PhD doing something that I wasn't passionate about anymore. I could instead be using that time to actually go back to uni and like learn in a formal structured environment. There were a lot of factors involved, but that's where I was at.
2: For me, I was when I made the final decision to move into computer science, I, was, um, I had a graduate engineering role. I just realized um, I didn't want to not take the opportunity and just try and see if i like it there's no one specific point where i made one decision it was just over time just constantly thinking about it but i when i did apply it was i was three months into my um uh, full-time job
1: nice nice since we're like all from different background like degree backgrounds like what did you know about cs at the time
0: at the time that i was making my decision also it was kind of in two phases the first phase was like i saw a youtube video after i watched it um i still only thought that cs composed of just like coding which you just do on the side as a hobby and i thought a computer science person would just work with motherboards and then a software engineer would just build software or design it Um, i didn't really know you could have a career with coding i was talking to my friend who I discovered like was a software engineer and I was like, wow, like that's relevant. Um, I think I just heard that like the job involved a lot of problem solving and um, yeah, I think that's, that was my impression, but I don't know you could have a full-fledged career.
4: Um, So yeah, at the start, I did not know anything about computer science. (laughs) Everything I accumulated was um, through uh, reading Reddit threads that just popped up. And it wasn't really until the pandemic when I first started um, learning how to code on free websites and Udemy courses. And that's when I learned a bit more and decided to pursue uh, computer science. Yeah. Uh,
3: so what I knew about CS was um, just that it could be used to help in research. Um, so my initial goal for learning how to code and how to program was so that I could use it um, in my research. But like the more that I tried to self-study, the more that I realized I didn't know <laughs> how to even use what I was learning. So basically, I just knew that it could be used as a tool, but I didn't know how to use this tool. I didn't know what I needed to know to use this tool more effectively.
2: And yeah, for me, um I didn't know a whole lot about computer science. I, in my first year of uni in engineering, I did a unit for MATLAB. Um, and that, that was like my first taste into programming. And I remember my lecturer saying to us, if you don't know how to code after this unit, you will be able to. And I remember sitting there thinking, he's not talking about me. There's no way I'm <laughs> going to know how to code. Um, I ended up actually doing really well. So I guess he was talking about students like me. Um, but uh, I did that. So one unit of MATLAB. Then I did my thesis using Python. But from my experience in that unit and the thesis, I knew that I really liked um, the way coding is, like how you think like a programmer, you have to think sort of logically and step by step. And and that really intrigued me. It really appealed to me. And so uh, with the little that I knew, I did know that I kind of enjoy it. And so um, that's why I ended up deciding to, to do the masters.
1: What attracted you guys to like to CS, to the CS field and Like, what were your preconceptions of CS? And like, how did that weigh up when you came? And what did you find?
0: I think I really felt the potential of like just thinking something, um, making it happen and it actually works. Like I thought the potential of that was pretty insane. And um, also in general, as I was like kind of trying out CS, like I started to see it's like a puzzle that you solve. Um, So I think I'll, yeah, that was pretty attractive.
4: So once I got uh, you know, a brief understanding of what CUS was, I sort of liked the problem-solving aspect, like you said, and it was fun just, like, creating stuff. Even, and just printing hello world at the start. To, oh, wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. Hello world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was pretty fun. And then the fact that you can get a job at doing that, yeah, that sort of enticed me.
0: Uh, What kind of stuff did you create? Oh! Because you would have had limited knowledge as well.
4: I actually did a course, um, 100 days of Python. I didn't fully complete it, though it was by Angela Yu on Udemy. They made you do a little project after each lesson. I think some stuff I did was like a build calculator. Mm. So it's just a bunch of if statements Mm. and stuff like that. I feel it was just very simple stuff, like a, a build calculator, or a little mini dungeon game. That's, that's basically what I did.
3: Um, so I've always liked problem-solving, and like all of you have said so far, problem-solving was one of the things that attracted me to CS. Um, and I guess um, when I was solving the little programming puzzles in the textbooks, it was so nice to be able to like get a kind of concrete result. Or if I did something wrong, I knew there was going to be a way to solve it. and it wouldn't keep changing. It would be like, it would just be something concrete, you know, (laughs) it's not like biology where, (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of problem solving in biology, but sometimes I felt like I couldn't solve those kind of problems. So the simplicity quote unquote of CS really attracted me to it. Simplicity.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's misleading. It's not that simple, (laughs) but no. Uh, yeah, I I kind of get what you're saying. I think I, I agree with you on that aspect. It's like if your code goes wrong, you can sort of step through it and figure out where that issue is and yeah. fix it and debug it. And yeah. and that's what I really like about um, CS as well. Similar to what you guys like, we all have been saying, it, it, the problem solving aspect I think is what makes it really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's what attracted me. And also on the topic of YouTube channels, this YouTuber, her name is Tina Huang. I watched a video of her and she explained her story. So she did a Bachelor in Biology, so similar yeah. to you, Addy. Um, and then she didn't know what to do with that, but then she moved into a Master in Computer Science. And then I remember watching that and thinking, well, I could kind of do the same. And, and yeah, so I, I thought I'd add that in, in as well because she's an awesome role model for me. So, yeah.
1: So moving on, um, now we're going to get into, like, our experience in CSCs. Um, what were, your, like, your first impressions of CSC at like UNSW and like how did that contrast with your um, first initial thoughts of CS?
0: Um, one of the ways that my friend um, who did a grad cert at UNSW showed CSU to me at UNSW was um, even as a grad cert student she, she would lurk in the discord and she'd be like "Oh, the community there it's very like helpful and they talk about a lot of stuff and so um, before I joined I think My impression of CSC undergrad was, oh, they actually like to discuss about these things and they're um, willing to exchange information. It doesn't really contrast at all. It's quite comparable. I think, um, personally, my experience has been like, as long as you kind of put in the effort and not be an asshole, I find that the community at CSC UNISW is quite welcoming and they're very humble, willing to help each other, or at least the majority of the people that I've met. Um, yeah.
2: Yeah, I think I, I agree as well. I think um, uh, like there hasn't really been too much of a contrast. I guess what I expected was what I'm sort of getting from CSE. Um, and sorry, when you say CSE as well, you're talking, is that the society or just computer science at UNSW?
1: It could be anything in general, Maybe, just yeah. UNSW, computer science, society, anything.
2: Yeah, my expectations is sort of have been met really. I think, um, I think one expectation I had was um, you won't be able to really succeed in this if you don't work hard. And I think that has definitely been true. I think I found assignments where I haven't put much effort into and didn't meet deadlines or didn't get as good as I wanted to, but every assignment where I've put effort in in and applied myself, I've I've ended up doing pretty well, so.
3: Yeah, I agree a lot with what you said, Mark. I guess the only thing that um, didn't line with my expectations is that I was hoping for like a better post grad community. Like I didn't really see that in the discords either. But like I was still kind of hopeful. I was like, there's got there's gotta be <laughs>
0: post grad post grad community somewhere. The post grad channel in like Discord. It's It's like one message every week or two.
2: <laughs> Wait, is there a post grad channel in the CSE <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. yeah sorry, oh, okay. If you
3: give yourself the role. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
4: I came into it having no expectations because I didn't want to like prejudge, I guess. So I'm just like, oh, I'll just take it as it is. Um, But I have, I think a week or two before term one started, I did message on Discord some of the directors and execs. And what I found was like, I'm not gonna name drop them or anything, but they were really nice and very, very, very accommodating. And yeah, they just made me feel like whatever I was asking, wasn't dumb, so that's what I liked. Cause I did ask a lot of questions. I'm like, I'm not gonna say the questions then actually, <laughs> but yeah, they they answered and they were very nice and they're like, oh, you know, if you need more, have any more questions, just come ask. And then like, I think throughout term one, I did talk to them in person and thank them personally. But yeah, so from that, from term one, I was like, okay, there's people here who actually like care and like are actually really nice. So that's my like. First impression.
1: So we like we've all like agree that problem solving and like creativity are like main skills in CS. So like what skills do you believe you've acquired from like your previous field?
2: Well, yeah, uh, the problem solving I think and uh, breaking down problems and, and breaking them down into steps um, that I did so much of in my undergrad and then even in my graduate role. It's very much like what's the problem? Break it down into steps and then tackle them uh, bit by bit. That's essentially, for me at least, how I see debugging. I think the problem solving, I-, I learnt it a lot in my bachelor and that helps heaps with CS.
3: I guess for me, a skill that I learned in my bachelors and my other previous studies was how to synthesize a lot of information and like get the important concept out of it. Because in biology, I guess it's a stereotype, but really biology is like all, a lot of it's about memorization. <laughs> so in CS, there's a lot less memorization. If you don't know how to do something, you can just look it up. But I think that learning the skill of being able to synthesize that really large amount of information has made it easier for me to transition into CS and to like pick up on like some of the fundamental theoretical stuff. I see some of my classmates complaining, like, oh, that's so much information, that's too much. And I'm just like, no, it's not really. <laughs> <laughs> just, just because, like, just because in comparison, biology is such a <laughs> memorization-heavy, you really have to read chapters and chapters of the textbook to, to keep up. And then here I could just listen to the lecture and be like, okay. <laughs> that makes sense. So that, that, I think that's the skill that, that's really helped me so far.
4: Yeah, I think for to piggyback off of mark, I'm pretty sure my job involves a lot of problem solving. So whenever like I would start up a machine and it would not work. It's basically a bunch of trial and error and like, why is it not working? And I have to think and then just attempt every solution and like break down. Oh okay, so this is not working. Uh, the reset the emergency reset button's not pressed. Okay, so I gotta check other, other things. Is it a mechanical issue? Like, is there like a sensor that, is there like water on the sensor that not like reading in or something like that? So I didn't really realize it, but now I'm just thinking back that was sort of me debugging, but like with an actual physical, like, like mechanically I was debugging. How are you
1: finding uni life at UNSW right now? Like, have you joined any other societies other than VIMSOC?
3: I was doing subcom for VIMSOC this year. So that's the Bioinformatics Society. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a small society, though. Cause I think even in undergrad, there's not a lot of people who do bioinformatics. Even more so in postgrad. I don't think I've met another person <laughs> doing my stream.
0: <laughs> what kind of subcom were you?
3: Uh, I was in the marketing subcom, oh. so I I was doing some of the
0: promotional material. Oh, wait, but you're also doing
3: Stuart as well yeah, yeah so I'm a steward at, at CSE How are you finding this Well that's nice because we get to meet like with some of the admins so we meet with uh, Jas and Seb and then we go over like huh, all of your student complaints sent to the yeah. email <laughs> we try to come up with solutions together that would like help the students and resolve their problems um, what about you
4: so right now I'm in the careers subcommittee for Sexoc. And yeah, it's pretty fun. Um, I wish I applied myself more. I think I'm st- still getting adjusted to uni, so I'm like, oh, I didn't really put in as much effort as I wanted to. Sorry, directors. Like I said, I did a lot of research, so I wanted to try and get involved as much as I can. Joining a subcommittee was important for me as well to uh, you know meet new people and network. Yeah, and it's also I think. A good thing to put on a resume like hey this guy is not only is he doing um uni work he's actually getting involved and stuff like that so i think that's another thing that our companies look for so yeah
0: nice that's true ivan what's so call are you
1: in? um i'm in cc media um yeah, yeah, producing this lovely podcast for everyone well i
4: like the mics
1: <laughs> <laughs> Rachel, what, are you, what talk about <laughs> you in?
0: Uh, I'm also in CC Media um, I think it's been very rewarding We could have put out more content But I think something that I learned um, In the end, a society is just a society So I don't think we necessarily have to Experience so much FOMO if we don't get into any But also I think there are just plenty of, of other opportunities out there There are so many um, non-subcom...
1: Opportunities.
0: Yeah, non-subcom restricted opportunities. Like, I have heard that people find it intimidating to apply, but like, you just kind of have to remember that on the other side of the screen reviewing your application are other very young people. I do um, think about how I'm perceived as an older person, so um, I was like, man, like, are they going to accept older person because they won't vibe with me um or whatever but I just went for it and I think that has been like one of the best decisions if you're a postgrad and you're hesitating I think you should just take the plunge um and if you don't get in, it's not the end but it's better to have like tried and not get in than not at all yeah
1: (laughs) oh okay so on the topic of vibe um like how do you feel like being in classes with students that are younger than you maybe more so like bachelor's like i'm not sure masters do you have uh younger oh yeah
0: what's the demographic like um some of the classes
3: are actually mixed postgrad and undergrad for example networks is a postgrad slash undergrad course but i think most of the postgrad only courses i don't really notice how old people are (laughs) i think we're all We're all mostly in our 20s, but I think there's probably people who are also already in their 30s or 40s. So, uh, yeah, it's easier in that sense to not feel like I'm the oldest person there.
2: Yeah, I've experienced the same thing. I think there are some units which are strictly post-grad. It doesn't really feel strange. It, It just feels like you're part of a learning community. That's how it feels like for me. But then there are some units I'm doing which are mixed. So there's one unit I'm doing this um, concepts of programming languages. Uh, so adding you mentioned networks, yeah, um, which I've met quite a few postgrads in that already. But this one that I'm doing, I feel like people know I'm a postgrad, so it's like everyone's like, "Oh, this guy's a postgrad," and there's like 20 other undergrads in my tut, <laughs> and I'm just sitting there on my own. So um, I think
4: they can sniff it out. Because <laughs> the most
2: common question I ha-
4: I got was like, "Are you a second year or third year?" And I'm, I'm like. No man, I'm first year. <laughs> like they can tell that's their polite way of saying, you look old as shit. Right? And I, I get that a lot. I'm like, oh, damn, am I not aging gracefully? Like and f- I, I guess I guess not. But anyways. Yeah, th- I think one of the reasons like, oh, cause yeah, you're you're pretty big <laughs> for our first year. <laughs> that's what they said to me. I'm like I'm like Oh my god. Fair enough, fair enough. Yikes. I would take I'm gonna take it, I'm gonna take it. <laughs> but it's not like I'm trying to hide it, it's just like I think it's just in your face like they can just tell <laughs> so i guess
0: beaten down by life oh i know like i'm
4: with it man i'm with it <laughs> the stresses of life got to me i guess
0: yeah. <laughs> okay but at least that means that they're comfortable enough to say that to you yeah yeah copium <laughs>
4: <laughs> no but like i'm not offended it's just it's just funny it's like i'm trying to like i'm not trying to blend in yeah but i don't i don't bring it up but they just they bring it up so like, yeah
0: um yeah i was actually curious about the class makeup in postgrad classes as you know as like we are doing bachelors um okay i have a six to eight year age gap with like almost all of the people that i'm with um that i'm studying with and so i don't want to shill myself but like um i think i have a youthful outlook on life and i feel like um as long as you're not like pretentious about like the life stage that you're at, I think that's fine, because like, I feel like I'm talking about children right now. <laughs> the, the way I'm about to say the next sentence, but basically, I feel like people know if you're looking down on them or like, if you're not taking them seriously. I feel like I can vibe with the people in my class because I just let myself like relive my youth and um, try to kind of suss out their culture as well. I think that's what I had a lot of fun, because fun with because like hang out with people my age and then um it's like time traveling like it's like a different culture (laughs) when i first started at UNSW people would say things like copium or like oh that's a mad strap bro or like um shilling and Um, yeah (laughs) right and um like oh that's that's cap and oh, are taking an L like things like that But I think it's just very really interesting And having an open-minded attitude to hang out with people younger than you goes a long way And I also believe that there's a lot to learn as well There is like a certain um, experience gap I think this just can't be denied But I feel like that is a trade-off Like not every relationship you have is going to be perfect um, And yeah, there are many benefits
2: Keeping in the theme of undergrad slang, that's a very W uh, attitude <laughs> of here. <laughs> Big dubs. <laughs>
0: no kizzy for real. <laughs> um,
4: so what people also don't talk about is like how hard it is actually to make friends. I see in the Reddit post like, oh, they will be sec- someone will be venting, I guess, saying like, oh, I'm a second year or third year, or I'm about to graduate, and I still don't have no friends from uni, and yeah that is, that is true so not only so if you're like a postgrad don't be like discouraged that you don't have friends there are other undergraduates who feel the same way i would say you just have to put yourself out there and just know that you are not entitled to anyone's friendship because there was many times where like for me i would like hey like oh what's your discord and stuff like that probably the end of the conversation it's okay for someone not to be friends with you it's fine but like if you do want to be friends with someone just try to be more proactive someone will find you because most of the people that I hang out with now they actually went to me in saying that I, d- I don't approach people because I still it's just a mental thing, I just feel weird personally going to someone much younger than me and just saying hello, do you want to be friends or something? Like <laughs> not Not exactly like that but you get what I mean <laughs> Sorry, that, that actually just made me um, seem like I have no social skills at all. But, like, just yeah. the way you said that as well. Like, <laughs> like hello. hey, for the, hello, Philippus. It's like I'm staunching them. Hello. <laughs> hello.
0: <laughs> hello. <laughs> oh my gosh, and they'd be like, oh my gosh, it's an older person. I have to respect them and like be friends.
4: Oh, yeah. And yeah, talking about that, I sometimes have to make the disclaimer like, like even when they find out my age, I just like I have to let them know. Like, it's cool, just, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like I never thought I had to say this, but like, yeah, like it's, it's cool. Like, I don't know how to elaborate on that.
0: No, but I get it. Some of my friends have asked me questions where they're like, oh, like, isn't it weird? Or like, isn't it weird for you or something? And then that probably kind of hints that they have their own thoughts as well. Yes. But, um, but it's okay. Like, it's okay. Yeah.
4: yeah. It is kind of weird. It's, th- look at it from our perspective, all right? It's, it's weird, cause it's like, if I'm trying to make friends and I'm appreciating someone younger than me, it feels very weird for me, but, um, maybe try not to make it as weird, I guess, <laughs> in saying that. Like, I don't know, I'm older than <laughs> That's fine, but yeah.
0: Um, mm, anyway, um, yeah, I don't think age was that much of a factor. Like, it wasn't as much of an issue as I thought. It just really depends on your own attitude and how you, because I think if you're like older, like you do have a certain, you should be having a certain level of self-awareness. So just be mindful of how you carry yourself. Um, it'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. We have friends. Yeah. We have <laughs> yeah. Friends, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, did you guys have any like fears in like transferring into CS?
0: Yeah, I had quite a few. Um, oh well, okay. Actually, I didn't, but I still did. So personally, um, because my transition into CS was very clear-cut for me, um, I wasn't that scared, but the one thing that I was scared of was that um, that I'd be too dumb for CS, like let's be real, and that the change would not be worth it long-term. It's a huge opportunity cost as well, um, and I wanted my investment to be worth it, but like what if I failed? Cause then I knew that I'd have to go back to a career that I did not buy worth. We did like mention like pre-imposter syndrome. You kind of get it before you even go in. I would say that's what I would label my fear as. Um, the fear, I guess ended up not really being, not really meaning much because as we always hear, like if you're scared of something, it means just do it.
4: Um, yeah, that's The same. I- Thought like, man, am I even smart enough? Like I'm kind of dumb, legit. Like I do the dumbest shit. So, <laughs> am I really smart? Am I a logical person? You know, I make some really really bad impulsive decisions, and then I'm like, uh, can I really apply it? Um, and the other one was like, I am also old. So is this worth it? Like I have to get a job because, like, by the time I graduate, if I. And get a job and all the years that i put in all the decisions i made up to that point was not worth it and i just basically screwed up the time that i could have been doing something else so yeah and plus i had to shoulder a lot of responsibilities as well so it was a very big leap and a very yeah very big choice to make
0: um how old will you guys be by your projected graduation date um i'll be 28 yeah Oh, okay. Actually, if you don't want to answer, you don't have to answer. <laughs> you can be vague about it as well.
4: <laughs> I'll be 30.
0: <funny. laughs> um, wait, I'm thinking I'm
3: 26 now. I'll be 27 next year by the time I graduate.
2: So I'm uh, 23 now. I'll be 24. So I'm still fresh out of undergrad. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, okay, moving on to ADM. Um. Oh, I had
3: so many fears. <laughs> no, because, like, um, I, it was going to be a completely new field. I was worried that I wouldn't actually enjoy it. Like, from what I did try on my own, like, I found it fun. But I was worried if, I, if I'd if i go into it full time, would, would I actually enjoy it? Would I be good at it? Um, then I was also worried I'd be too old <laughs> to to be, like, completely starting over. I was worried also that i was putting myself under too much pressure again after just like kind of recovering mentally so i was worried that um i'd kind of relapse back into depression thankfully um i'm still enjoying it so far um i actually got off my meds so i'm no longer taking meds it's all good so it's actually been a good change for me so
0: Stupid fears. <laughs> it's so great to hear. Yeah.
2: So for me, I guess my fear, and it, I, I don't know what the word is for it, but it's because like um, I feel like because I'm, uh, n- n- I don't mean this in a offensive way, but I'm younger than you guys, yeah. so How I feel like guys? I feel like my fear doesn't make sense anymore. Oh, wow. it's <laughs> no, no, still valid. valid. Okay, yeah, thanks. I reckon it's still valid. Did
0: well, you know no. the word you were looking for
2: trivial? Trivial, yeah, kind of yeah. trivial, and because, yeah. Oh. Because I think my fear was that, would I be too old <laughs> when I graduate? <laughs> <laughs> <Is> that, like, <laughs> completely valid. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, that was my fear. I was just a bit worried. I was like, I spent four years, or technically five years in my undergrad. It's like, do I really want re- to sort of reset yeah. that and then go into a master's? Um, uh, yeah, I, taking the plunge was a really good decision for me. I'm really happy I'm here. Um, that was my main fear. I was also a little bit worried about um like yeah if if doing it would be too stressful but i I knew that i did have kind of a skill set that did work with computer science so i think that helped me make the decision to move into it just because um like i mentioned with my undergrad and even in high school I always just really enjoyed math and physics so that sort of helped me make the decision.
0: Yeah. Your previous experience sort of diminished your fears. Yeah, yeah. Something yeah. good to consider for potential transfers. Yeah. 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 Guys, you should just go for it.
1: <laughs> yeah, <100%. laughs> we've mentioned like age is kind of like a factor in our fears. Like for Peter and Rachel, like why did you choose bachelors specifically? And like for Addie and Mark,
4: like why did you choose Masters? For me, it was like, since I'm going to uni anyways, I might as well do the full experience. Yeah, I, didn't, I don't think I researched that much about postgrad um, versus bachelors. Yeah, I just wanted to uh, have the full uni experience and try to do it right, you know, get more involved <laughs> and such like that, yeah. yeah. My research process was like, I would say, a year and a half. So I was like, okay, this is a big big, big change for me personally. So what I did was I just bit the bullet and tried to message people already in the industry, LinkedIn. Uh, also, I s- like scoped out boot camps as well. And for me, if I were to do it part-time, it would be 10 months. And you had the option of an internship after. What I liked about it was like, it's only 10 months, right? And you get an internship, which is, puts experience on your resume. So that helps. However, I'm just afraid of the um, the pacing. Like, is 10 months really enough for me to learn all that, or should I take a longer approach and um, see if that is more of my learning style? Also, the fact that UNOSW is a reputable like, university, right? So I believe that what, what I chose in the end is like is I realised that I can go there, meet other students join the society and try to network more. That's part of my research. Oh, and I sort of messaged um, current UNSW students, so I'm sorry if you got um, a DM from me. I've I bombarded you with a lot of questions. Only one replied, alright? Only one replied to me. <laughs> and that was uh, Kelly. Hi Kelly. <laughs> she basically answered a lot of my questions and put me at ease and Surprisingly, we we still talk today, and I think she might regret that because um, I've been annoying her so much lately. Honestly, like, you're a champ, Kelly.
0: Okay, so I think it was a huge dilemma for me, like bachelors versus masters. Um, especially because I didn't know anybody who had done a bachelor's, like in my circle and the one person that I was talking to about CS, um, she did a graduate certificate and she was just doing, she was like doing fine, like she did she hadn't done an internship but she already got a job as a software engineer and she was working her way up. Uh, I did a lot of my research on Reddit, yeah um, so like all those posts about like oh, bachelor's versus MIT CS, what should I do? And um, I think what, it, what made me choose bachelor's over master's was one, um, it seemed a lot more flexible than an MIT. Two, um, I felt like the community was a lot larger, even though um, I knew that there would be a younger crowd. At that time, I thought that an MIT would be more expensive. But I think to me, like the graduate certificate to MIT role was just too unstable for me. What I thought was like you have to perform at a certain level from a graduate certificate to go into a master's. Um, and I actually have to pay my fees upfront. So I'm like, oh, that master's do be looking pretty pricey. <laughs> but yeah, I think it was just more simpler for me timeline wise. Um, but also at the time, like I didn't know that I'd be extending my degree. So I was like, why not just do a fun two years that's a bit more flexible compared to like a more like like packed, like two years of MIT. And um, yeah.
2: I think I might add with one thing you said, which is I think is really interesting. Is I found that I think the community for the undergrads is definitely a lot better oh, than yeah. postgrads. I feel like postgrads. I'm trying to meet postgrads, and everyone's just got work or something. Like everyone's busy. and like, oh, I want to make friends, but
3: <laughs> that is true. The yeah. the postgrad community is kind of abysmal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um
0: That's the thing, right? I do like want to meet other postgrads, but I think it's just really hard to like. I just don't know where to meet them, and then all well, my other French just starting uni they're like oh I made this postgrad the other day I'm like how are you guys finding these people (laughs) so yeah why did you guys
3: choose MIT so actually I didn't even think of a bachelor as an option (laughs) I guess just for me because like I did do the bachelor and then I already did like a research master so and I was uh, I was doing a PhD so I was like like it didn't cross my mind that I could go back and do a bachelor's again and I guess for practicalities. Why is a master's would be better for me since it is like a strict two years like as an international student it's better to have like a timeline for for your studies you have to do them full time and you have to do so and so so i guess as an international student just the masters is a better option for me as well
2: yeah and it's pretty much the same with me i didn't really consider doing the bachelors i just knew that the masters would be the two years and i think that was what was most um appealing for me I felt like doing a bachelor's would be like a a whole reset and just starting again from scratch but masters because it was too easy it felt like I could sort of get to the end a bit quicker and then hopefully find roles.
0: I think in regards to like the time pressure as well as like what you mentioned before with the 10 months of boot camp, I did consider other options like um, just self-study. No, I do not trust myself. And um, boot camps or certificate, certificate kind of linked in with the MIT path. Um, but something that I did consider was a boot camp, but I think at that time it wasn't financially feasible for me because I heard it was very intense. And at that time, I was still working as a pharmacist and was um, planning on continue to work. I knew I couldn't like fully commit myself. Um, the impression that I got was a bachelor's degree would last me longer into my career over a boot camp because I heard that they skip over some concepts that like bachelors and MIT's have to cover but I was like oh there's no harm in like spending more time like learning it thoroughly and I think this was a good decision on my part having said that I've also heard of other people who've done boot camps like through my friend she says that like oh she's met people who have done boot camps and they're just equally excellent at their job but um i think it's best to make the decision based on how well you know yourself i was considering self-studying i did self-study for a while it's just hard to do it
3: without the structure (laughs) it's hard to (laughs) self-motivate
0: yeah especially because i think like educational programs really streamline that experience for you, and I guess when you self-study you just don't know if you've like missed anything.
3: Yeah, you, and you don't know what exactly you have to study as well. Mm. If I continued self-studying, I wouldn't have studied networks, mm. <laughs> I probably wouldn't have studied databases as thoroughly, so it's like if you go through a, a structured program, it's like you know you're covering all the basics that you need to know, or that you didn't even know you that you needed to
2: know. I think even the aspect of like deadlines and and all that. Yeah. Um, you know how you were saying for self study, you you kind of hard to find the motivation to yeah. truly like sit down and, and study through it. Yeah. I think yeah, the deadlines and and having yeah, I think the structure is the most important thing. Yeah. That makes it the most easiest for me. Another thing actually that made the um, a, a program at uni most appealing was the accreditation. You know.
3: I was trying to get into like bioinformatics roles even before doing a degree. And I found that most of them want you to have some kind of formal study. So I was like, okay, I gotta do this.
0: <laughs>
4: I think that networking is also plays a very, very important role. Because what's, what's better than applying straight to your website is having a friend refer you and then you just bypass that whole resume screening process. And then you can go, go straight away to like a phone interview or like getting sent uh, online tests. So yeah, that's why I went with UNSW, because I feel like you can just make friends and if they get jobs, maybe they can refer you as well or join a society and then the society hosts all types of events where you can maybe network, talk to any, um, you can talk to Alassian or Google, you know, with all these events, um, CSC especially is holding. I reckon um you definitely, definitely gives you a good opportunity to network with um, companies and even getting some insight on what they are looking for, right? So um, what's the process like? It's like a spread of a couple of months. It is a, like um, phone call, on, online tests or, or such. So yeah, that's also a big part of why I chose to do a degree here.
0: That's very true. I think, um Almost everybody in the industry that I've talked to has stressed the importance and benefits of networking. So how did you guys decide to pace your degree? I got like a whole year's worth of credits transferred from pharmacy. Um, So they had like pharmacology subjects at UNSW, so I just like, you know, got them transferred. And that meant that I had two years of full-time CS that I could do. I just thought it would be a better decision to extend. So I'm finishing my degree in three years. It's like one or two subjects a term. I think I'm looking forward to the rest of my degree because um, I know I'll have more time to, like, you know, get the most out of uni and my degree as well. Um, Yeah.
4: Yeah, I'm in the same position. I can get my... Um, gen Ed and free elective wage from my previous degree. So if I were to do it full time and do maybe three, three, three per term, I can do it in two years. But I don't want to do that to myself. So I'd rather do it in three years and just yeah experience the full uni life.
3: I guess in my case it was. It's different because based on visa requirements, I have to finish my degree in two years, and it has to be full-time, so I've got to do like eight subjects um, every year. So there's not much flexibility there, yeah.
2: Yeah, um, for me as well, so I was working at the start of the year, so I did two units per semester, and I felt like I could keep up with that. Um, and then this semester was when I decided to do full-time study. So I quit my job, now I'm doing full-time study, and. I guess because I don't have any other commitments, it's uh, easy to keep up with. Um, But next year, I'm hoping to get an internship or just any sort of role where I can get a bit of experience before I go into a full-time role. Um, And I'm hoping to do... If i can find anything that's lenient like this an internship where um uh, it, there's no minimum hours like if i have to take a week or two weeks off to study they'll allow me to do that but if i can do that and do full-time study i'd like to but if the internship is let's say minimum uh 24 hours per week so three days and i that means i have to reduce study then i probably will um but i guess it just depends on on what roles become available in the in the next year
0: okay Um, just a disclaimer but apart from Peter who has a mortgage um, we don't have like huge financial or life burdens like we're not raising kids um, we're not like in serious debt um, we're not like online we're not really limited too much in a sense so um, I think um, for those that do have these kind of responsibilities um, I would like say maybe take what we say with a grain of salt or like seek further counsel Sorry we couldn't recruit people of your, of your background <laughs> but um, thanks, thanks for listening though. Okay, but basically how do you feel compared to peers of your age? For me, I thought
3: I would feel more behind but actually what's really good is a lot of my friends are also still studying. Like even the ones that I graduated uni with So some of them went into medicine after uni. They just passed the boards now, so they're only fully licensed medical doctors now. Um, And then another thing that helped me not to feel so behind is that a lot of the friends that I made um, while I was doing my master's degree in Japan, a lot of them were a lot older than me. That helps me now, like, feel like that I'm not too old or that. I'm behind my other peers in life. You just gained a new perspective
0: from your previous experience.
3: Yeah, yeah, and then it helped me not feel bad about like being in my mid twenties and starting, kind of starting over. Yeah.
2: For me, um, uh, something that I tried to avoid is um, looking at people who were in my undergrad with me, because um, sometimes I see on like LinkedIn, for example, you see all your friends or people you studied with, like have got this role or they I've got a lot of friends who are doing their PhDs. Um, And it's kind of like for me I see it as I could have done that if I decided to continue with my path Um, so that's why I try to not tend to look too much at that because it makes me feel a little bit behind when I do look at people who are who stuck with the one path all the way through but I guess the positive way of looking at it and the way I keep trying to look at it is um, I I know I'm in the right course now I know I'm where I want to be so technically it doesn't really matter what anyone else is doing
0: I feel like I think it depends on the type of person you are and also your own life goals like there's a certain trade-off and like um, there are things that I would have to give up now that um, and like start things a bit later traditionally whatever society wants me to do like, yeah for me I think I've always just kind of been like oh this is what I'm doing and um, there's no point in like wondering if I started earlier because the segue's into the next section but um yeah, I think I'm okay. But it definitely helps that I do have one or two other friends who also decide to um, pursue further studies. And so I always have them I can talk with and they're also kind of in the similar life stage as me. I think if you're really passionate about something and you know that this is what you want to do, I think a lot of things do become irrelevant or like you can work around it. Yeah.
4: So yeah, um, I personally... Do not um, try to compare myself to other people because I know that each person's story is different, right? It's not always linear. Sometimes you can't always just do high school, uni and job. I I mean, that's the ideal, that's what everyone wants, but sometimes, you know, it is what it is, right? Just make sure that, um, that this is the right decision for you yeah, but me personally, I do have to pay a, a mortgage right now. I did a lot of research. Cause like, oh, I, that means I have to stop full-time work and I still have to pay the mortgage, even though currently I am not employed. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think I 100% agree with that. On a similar note, I would say I have no regrets. Um, If I were to go back and do pharmacy, then CS again, or just do CS from the beginning, I would choose to go through pharmacy and do CS again. Going through what I went through, I think, um, helped me to be more sure of my decision and appreciate what I have
1: yeah what about you guys like would you go back and do engineering then science and like bio and then komsai or just you want to do komsai like
3: i really enjoyed my experience in bio at least the undergrad um and then i think my experience um in japan also helped me appreciate cs like like what rachel said and helped me really put in perspective what I want to do because at that time I was just going along with the flow right (laughs) doing what seemed like natural in the progression so like uni post-grad more post-grad um (laughs) well and I'm back here getting more and more post-grad I think I would still choose to do the the bio first even if I had to do it all again just because well I guess part of it is because I do want to continue in some kind of bioinformatics career so I would need that kind of biology knowledge
2: and yeah no same with me when I started my undergrad um, I wasn't a, a great student you know I was just like I, I guess going with the flow same as what you were saying Addy like my mentality towards a degree wasn't the best I was just like doing it because I had to do it I didn't appreciate it as much but then getting towards the end of my degree, when I started to get um, internships in engineering and stuff like that, I started to completely shift my mentality and go, okay, there really is a reason to study. Um, There's a reason to, uh, yeah, for education and and for all this stuff. And so I think going through um, my, I feel like uh, if I went back and did CS first and did that as my undergrad, I wouldn't appreciate it as much as I do now. So I definitely, if I could go back, I'd still do it the same.
1: So what are your plans, like current plans now, like or what career path are you like uh, planning to embark on?
2: As soon as I have my last exam, I'm going on LinkedIn, on SEEK, (laughs) (laughs) and all those websites, finding an internship or any role I can do for a year. Um, So my plan for next year is to finish my master's, get an internship, do a year's experience and a year of study. Hopefully by then I would finish the master's if all goes well. If I um, have to drop any units or whatnot, it will extend it a bit more. But after that, um, it really depends on how well either of those go, either of those two parts. So if I figure out that I really enjoy work, whatever place I'm working at, I'm going to stick with that, turn it hopefully into a full-time role and follow that as far as I can. If I really like studying, because I so far I kind of have enjoyed studying uh, the stuff, so potentially I might look into a PhD. And so depending on how... It, my studies go. Maybe I'll do a PhD, but that's that's after the year that I have planned. So that's my, I guess, outlook.
3: Oh, for me, I, I keep going back and forth <laughs> on what I want to do. My original plan was to hopefully um, find a job in bioinformatics um, and then see, like, where this degree can take me. Like that specifically bioinformatics degree. Um, But if I'm not able to find like a, a bioinformatics role, this IT degree is general enough since we have so many core courses that we have to take that I could actually go into like, you know, more IT, more CS roles that aren't just like specifically bioinformatics. And then so that's like on the job side. But like I keep going back and forth on whether or not I want to go and try my hand at doing a PhD again. So... Um, <laughs> I don't know if I'm traumatised or not, <laughs> but like, ever since I was young, like I really, really wanted to go into research, so I feel like I shouldn't like, just give up on that dream. So if I can, I'd like to find like, uh, a bioinformatics-focused PhD. Yeah.
1: Um,
4: I think next year will be my penultimate year, so I should be applying for internships. I was looking for a penultimate students. And probably grind out league code and stuff on the, yeah. yeah, the the break, and maybe find a part-time job to help subsidize my lifestyle a bit. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard, like you know, having a full-time job and then like suddenly, oh, you have no stable form of income. Yeah. So I'm like, oh. So yeah, that's probably the plan for me.
0: Yeah, pretty much the same thing. And then in the future, I just want to become a software engineer. Um, Coding just makes me happy, so I like to do what makes me happy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> nice, nice. Okay, to wrap us off today, we're gonna like ask some reflection questions. Is there any advice that you would give to like prospective postgrad students coming into CSC and like, or like any other degree for postgrads? grads
2: the, the phrase I said was take the plunge and I think that is a really um, important thing. Before I started, I was just thinking, how can I just go back and start again and isn't it kind of a waste of time? Like, why not just stick with what I'm doing? and follow that through. I already have a degree, what's the point of doing another one? But then I realized, I don't wanna follow the other path that like continue being an engineer and then halfway through be like, oh, I really wish I tried at least to see what comes from computer science. I remember when I was confused about it, I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna try it. Just one semester, um, see how I go. I'm gonna still keep my job, I'll work full time and then do a couple of units in, in the masters and see how I go and then I did that And then the first couple of weeks, it was a bit tough because I was still trying to balance everything. So working full-time and doing the two units was a little bit tough, but when I realized I do actually 100% like computer science, and I wanna stick with it, was um, I was working on an assignment for 9024. I was stuck on one part, I could not debug it, and I was stuck on it for like a week. And there was one night where I was sitting in bed It kept me up at night. I was up for like two hours thinking about it. And then all of a sudden something clicked. I got up, wrote on my notepad everything I was thinking about. And the next day I woke up, coded it, and fixed all my problems. So, um, yeah. uh, But anyway, back to the advice (laughs) is take the plunge. I think that's the most important thing. I think uh, if you're confused about it, just try it out. See if you like it. And then you never know. You might really enjoy it. You might stay up one night thinking about your assignment and solve it and... (laughs) go through something that i did so yeah that's my advice i think
3: yeah i think really to do that i think it um should be brave it can be hard to like change your whole life or like go down a path that you weren't expecting to go down when you can see your peers um, maybe moving forward on that same path and like there's massive fomo like oh i could be doing this oh i could be Uh, this now I could be earning so and so I could have a job I could have a house I could be married blah 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 but like if you're unhappy with the way your life is going yeah take the plunge be brave Um, try out that new thing that you've been looking at for years (laughs) yeah I think it's it's good to try new things and if it doesn't work out then no harm you've tried it you know for sure now
4: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Mind would be do research. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on your circumstances, you know, maybe a bootcamp is better for you, or self studying, or what's the difference between a postgraduate and a bachelor's. So, yeah, definitely do some research because for me personally, it was a big career change. So, it's not always an easy choice for people. So, yeah, definitely do your research and make sure that, you know, it is the right decision. So, yeah.
0: Um, the other three have like summed it up really well. I think it's definitely not easy making such a big jump um, or like a decision to extend studies or just deviate from the path that you originally planned. Um, but I think along with the phase you might have that are very valid in the moment, um, things can always change. Like you can always do things a bit differently when you're in the situation. So what I always live by is like, Um, I always think about if I don't do something am I going to regret it and if I'm going to regret it what am I going to do so that I don't regret it and so that was like to scope out all the options and make the best decision for me and yeah I'm so happy right now. Oh, I'm so happy right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay,
1: yay. A big thank you to our guests, Addie, Mark and Peter. Um, if you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe. Be sure to check out the Soc media page, linked in the description for more great videos, podcasts and articles. Yay.